five chapters past Romans. <laughs> I was just turning pages, man. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh, so, um, Romans 5, 5. It says, and um, ah. Romans 5, I'll just start with verse 1. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope, the glory of God. It says, not only so, but we glory in tribulations. We talked about that on Wednesday on Proven, right? We glory in tri- tribulations, different tests. Knowing this, tribulations work with patience, and patience, experience, experience, hope. Verse 5, and hope maketh not ashamed. Why? Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So after you went through the old process of, of the different tests and trials and patience and experience and the ec- hope, the intense ex- expectancy we should have, he says, we, 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 we have something valuable here. He says, we have uh, this love shedding abroad in our heart. And um, so why is that so important? Why it's so important that this love is shared more in our heart? Um, because we weren't given normal love. We were given supernatural love. We were given supernatural love. That's what we want to talk about today. Uh, so when you say supernatural, um, because this love is different. This love is packed with power. This love is packed with power. This, this is the same power that loved Jesus so much he raised him from the dead. Uh, this same power was that, that, that was used to raise Jesus and it's the power that's operating his existence as we speak right now, sitting on the right hand of the Father, that gave Jesus, who took on a form of a man, the strength to give up his deity and crucify his life to save us. The same love, right? What's the, what's the song? Man, it used to be one of my favorites. Yeah, how you know I was thinking that? <laughs> you know what I was thinking that? Ain't that a Chicago Mass Choir thing? No greater love. Jesus, didn't y'all sing that? Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I need to sing that next week. Can you add that to the... To the... <laughs> All right, anyway... Uh, it's, it's just as soon as I said it, no greater love, right? Let's go to First John three. That's one of my favorite songs. Ah, is it, the song is going through my head. I'm supposed to be reading. I'm sorry. Right, so, 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 so again, you have this love shed important in our heart, this supernatural love. Um, and um, <laughs> look at verse 1, 1 John 3, verse 1. It says, Behold, what manner of, of, of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the sons of God. <laughs> Therefore, the world knoweth us not because he, they knew him not. So, so it says that we should be called the, what? The sons of God. So, so, so we have this love on us and this love that's been stowed on us. Somehow or another, it's attached to us to be called, called the sons of God. And so the reason why we've calculated that it's supernatural, if you go here to John chapter 1, kind of work with me. We've got quite a few scriptures. And if I go too fast, it's on the video. So you'll be able to go back and look at it. Look, look. So, 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 <laughs> so, John one verse twelve. It says, "But as many as received him, to them gave he what power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name." He, so, so wait a minute. So he gave them power to become the sons of God. And over there it says, "This love that's bestowed on us." Right? From this love, we're called the sons of God. So this is, this is, a, this, this is a power type love. Let, let, let me show you how this power operates a little bit. 
Let's go over here to Romans 8. All right, Lou, we talked about that. We had a little meeting. We had a little farewell dinner with the youth yesterday. Uh, the youth that are going to college. Markyra, she, she's right there. Going, going to college, going to Atlanta. All right, so, so, <laughs> uh, all this is actually, well, we're going to focus on verse 38, but I'm going to start at verse 31 just for in, impact. It says, what shall we say then uh, to these things? If God be for us, what? Who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us what? All things. It says, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect, his sons and daughters? It is God that justifies. Who, who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us, right? It says, verse 35, it says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? It's, it's, it's so powerful, nothing can pull us away from it. It says, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, look, we are what? More than conquerors through him that what? Loved us. Through this love, it makes us more than conquerors. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from what? The love of God, which is in, and I told you when you see that word in, is what? Inside Christ Jesus, right? Right? It's inside Christ Jesus, right? And so nothing shall separate us from this love. It's got to have some power to it, you know? This love that was packed inside of Christ, that's sustaining him, sitting on the right hand of God, that gave him the the ability to to endure pain and suffering and crucifixion, that had, had what do you call it, had spikes going through his wrist, you know, like uh, just took on the sins. You know, that's a, that's a different level of pain. Like, we experience pain through sin and missing it and, and you know, our, our, our slip-ups, I'm, I'm assuming they're slip-ups, uh, our slip-ups away from God. But imagine, imagine taking on all, all of our slip-ups. Think about how you feel when you've had your slip-up, how funky you feel. Just take a second. We got time. Now, think about somebody taking on all your slip-ups. Now, not just your slip-ups, but your leap-ins. We taught the difference, right? It's the difference. It's the difference between slipping and leaping, right? So, so thinking about taking on the sins of the slip-ups, the leap-ins, and just the, 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 the hard heart. Think, of, think about what level of pain that is and what level of power you have to be operating in. What level of love. That ain't no regular love. Because how we roll, I ain't do nothing, <laughs> right? You know, I worked in corrections, so a lot of the kids, everybody was innocent, you know. I ain't do nothing, right? That's how we roll, right? But Christ legitimately could say that. I ain't do nothing. So imagine taking on the punishment for everybody else. What type of love is that? We barely want to take the punishment we deserve, <laughs> right? <laughs> You know, like, you know you're wrong. It'd be like, well, you know, I might have been wrong, but I ain't wrong, wrong, wrong. This is different wrong. You know, it's like sometimes you're not wrong, really. Like, you know, we, we, we got all this, we remix wrong, right? Wrong ain't wrong no more, is it, James? Like, it, you, you, how you confused? You know, you catch somebody doing something wrong, and they'd be like, what's that? You'd be like, oh, my bad. Hey, you apologizing, and they wrong, right? <laughs> You ever apologize and they was wrong? I do it a lot. I do it a tremendous amount. A pastor has apologized a whole lot. And he ain't even wrong. I said it. You ain't going to remember it in the situation. <laughs> but, but, but here, Christ wasn't wrong. Legit. And he still took on pain. Mm-mm-mm. Now, now <laughs> no greater love. 
Oh, man. I'm, hey, if I might do an audible. I might have y'all have to come up and sing that. Yeah. You're going to just add to the whole sermon, right? That's a great idea. Yes, ma'am. I'll get right on it. I know how to submit to authority. All right, so let's, let's, go, to, let's go here to Ephesians 3. Again, because we're talking about this supernatural. We're talking about this supernatural love power. We're talking about supernatural love power. In parentheses, in brackets, wherever you want to call it, we're talking about supernatural love power. And I think if we get this, man, uh, we're going to experience some things that only supernatural love can produce. We're going to experience some things that only supernatural love can produce. This supernatural love is, is beyond you, see? Listen, listen, it's beyond you. And, and, and the thing is, uh, we were talking about this morning how sometimes we deal with temptations. We're talking about faith and how our faith is tried through temptations, and a lot of times the adversary tries, but a lot of times it's us, right? And, 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 I, and I'm going to tell you, what's stopping our power is us. We're stopping our power. So we're going to find out here in a second. So Ephesians 3, and I'll read it out of King James, then I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. So uh, Ephesians 3.19, it says, to know the love of Christ, right, which passes knowledge, that's beyond knowledge, right, that you might be filled with what? All the fullness of God, filled with all the fullness of God. We talk about that scripture a lot around here. Listen to the NLT. New Living Translation says, may you experience the love of Christ, right? Right? Remember that love is inside Christ, right? The, now, Christ is what? The anointed one and the anointing, right? Right? So, inside the anointed one and the anointing, right? May you experience the love of Christ through, though it is too great to understand fully. Like, there's nothing logically like, you know, God's taking the foolish things, God's taking the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Love is one of those things, you know, that because that supernatural love is different than we're used to. We're used to tit for tat, you know, like, you love me, I love you. You know, God's type of love is we love him because he first loved us. See that? See, see, so we're operating like God and we have to first love somebody. Like, oh, no, 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 no. They got to prove to me they're worthy of my love, right? That's how we operate, right? See, it doesn't even line up to us because it's a supernatural thing, right? It says, though it is too, too great to understand fully, then you will be made, then when you get experience this love, you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. See, so when it says, when it talks about this love, when it says to know, that word know means to be intimate with, the love of Christ, the same love which surpasses knowledge. It, it's kind of hard for you to wrap your mind around it. It says that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Like this love is full of life and power. When you, when you really grasp it and when you really operate in it, you're saturated living in power. That's beyond understanding and unstoppable. See, but when you, when, when, when you can't wrap it around with your mind or comprehend it, sometimes we reject it, and we're rejecting the ability to walk in the impossible all the time. See, because what Christ did was impossible, but he, he, he broke the matrix or birthed impossibilities in our life. We, get, we got access to do some things because Christ is sitting on the right hand of the Father. But he's not sitting on the right hand of the Father if he does not operate in supernatural love. And to get us rolling, he's pouring out that supernatural love in our life. That love is shed abroad in our hearts, even by the Holy Spirit, right? Because he says it's expedient that I go. He says I have to go, I have to go get on the right hand of the Father so I can intercede, so I can be at, at, at the, the high ground and position to pour out on you all that you need. Oh, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit and I'm going to pour in him everything that needs to be connected to your spirit. And once you embrace him, engulf yourself in him, right, when you're filled with the fullness of God, you'll start to flow different. Now, we just finished talking about the gifts of the Spirit, right? The infilling of the Spirit flowing in the gifts, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, prophecy, 
right? The, the working of miracles, working of faith, all this stuff is, is, is operates by supernatural love, right? We'll get, we'll get to that in a second. Because remember, even when we talk about faith, we, uh, the last uh, two weeks in the discipleship class up here, because we also have the Master Life classes in the fellowship hall, we've been talking about living faith. And so we talk about our principles of faith. So we say what? God has dealt to every man what? Good, good, right? But we don't want to just have a measure. We want, we want it to resurrect, to come up on us. So faith comes up by what? Hearing the word of God, right? But we don't want just the faith up on the surface. We want it moving, activated. But what activates faith? Love, Love right? Galatians 5, 6. Yes. So, so, so that it, 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 it activates. It, 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 it gets things stirring up and moving. You know, uh, those little uh, uh, detergent pods and little, little things. You know, if you just throw it in your, your washing machine, you just throw it in there, and it just, you go back in the washing machine two hours later, it'll just be a little pot inside your washing machine. But it needs something, right? It needs some water, right? Right? It needs some water to activate, to disperse it, right? To expand it so it can go to work on your clothes, right? Right? Well, it's the same thing. See, 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 see. the faith needs love to, 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 to expand it so it can go to work on your life. <laughs> Right? And see, so this, this love is activated by faith. So, so it's supernatural because it needs something. It needs faith, some, some unseen stuff to operate it. The interesting thing, 1 Corinthians 13, 8 says this love is so powerful, Lou, it never fails. Now, now when, when I, me and my wife, we have a lot of conversations in, in the early years, you know, so we're, we're, we're moving close to, oh, wow, it's this month. Don't, don't say that out loud, you know, so nobody heard that you just said you forgot. <laughs> so, <laughs> but but, but uh, we're going into our 28th year of marriage, right? Yeah, in, in the 21st of this month. Okay. Same month as my birthday, babe. You should, you should remember this. I thought it was 29. It's 29? No, no, this, this, this is, this is uh, 2021. We got married in 1993, August 21st, 1993. It'll be 29 years, October 18th, that we met each other. That's it. That's it. I got the numbers. I, I, listen, so you need to stay out of it, too. That's two weeks in a row you get involved in something. Stay out of it. <laughs> listen, don't be referencing her for the numbers. That's me. As I was saying, as I was saying. So, so, so when we do our process, when, when I first met my wife, my wife, uh, again, probably because of my, my, my uh, overwhelming her sometimes, you know, just, you know, I'm, I'm an exhaustive thinker. So she needed like support for the conversation. So she would pull in they and them. I mean, I've shut they and them down all day, you know, because they're not here to defend themselves, right? But then she used something else, never. And I was like, babe, you can't just keep using absolutes. That's, you're making it too easy for me because all I do is come up with one time, right? I said, so, babe, you, uh, you know, I'm the type of person, I'd be helping the, the, the other person, you know, like, I was like that on a basketball court. That's not going to work, man. You might want to try something else. So, 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 so this is the thing. Never... All we got to do is come up with one time, we win argument. But this word says, love never fails. I see, see, so sometimes we just read through stuff. Oh, love never fails. <laughs> nice scripture, 1 Corinthians 13. No, never. So if I'm going to be on somebody's team, I think I want to be on a team that never fails. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm gonna, like fear, I think, fails quite often. I want to be on the on the love team because love never fails. So I, if I have this supernatural love on the inside of me, uh-oh. I see my, my ability to fail diminishes, right? I see, right? Here you go, that don't even make sense. Once again, we said it's hard to comprehend with the, with the natural mind, right? But I won't leave you hanging, I'm, I'm gonna explain this stuff, right? This is, so, so it never fails, but also uh, uh, 1 Peter 4, it covers a multitude of sins. Yes. Yes. 
So there's, there, there, there's different things that can cause separation from God that it plugs in the gap, right? If you think about it, what Christ did on the cross covered a multitude of sin, <laughs> right? Because there was, a, there, there, was a, there was a gap. There was a huge cavern, uh, uh, what, what, what was it, uh, Grand Canyon between us and God that Jesus filled, filled in with love. Now, how can this love Fill in so many gaps and so many connections to God. It has to be supernatural. How can it cover sins that's happened, sins that are happening, and sins to come? It would be supernatural, man. It can't be normal. And if that's flowing through us, do you know what we're capable of doing? If we can, if we can decrease and let him increase in us, John 3.30, Right? So, so, First <laughs> Peter uh, four eight, love covers the multitude of sin. But I just wanted to read it out of the Amplified. It says, "Above all, having fervent look and unfailing love for one another." So, so, so now this love that never fails is the love that we're supposed to have in operating with each other. It says, "Unfailing <laughs> love for one another, because love covers a multitude of sin." Look. It overlooks unkindness and unselfishly seeks the best for others. <laughs> See, again, you might go, oh, oh, no big deal. I'll just do that. All right? But can we overlook unkindness? I mean, I'm talking about somebody just, somebody was looking this way, you crossed a path, assumed they was looking at you, and you, you bothered. Is that love? They weren't looking at you. Because if they saw you, you're so valuable, they would speak to you. Why wouldn't they? Amen. That's right. They're like, you, you're, you're valuable. But if you don't see yourself as valuable, you'll think people can look at you and disregard you? No, no way. They could be distracted. Like, we deal with it all the time. Your pastors, all types of people pulling. Uh, I could be over here. Like, I, I'm paying attention to everything. I was over here. A young man was talking. I wanted to make sure she could, she could focus in on worship. So I'm asking somebody, hey, if you get a chance, maybe look, short, look out for the young man. Like, all this is going on at the same time. But somebody could be like, why is he not paying attention to me? Because I was paying attention to something else. Right? So that's it. Oh, my bad. That wasn't love, huh? <laughs> yeah, come down. Come down. Come back. All right. All right, God is good. All right, so, so this, <laughs> this love, this love covers the multitude of sin. Look, look, 1 John 4, 18, it casts out fear. Look, look, the scripture says because fear is torment. So if I operate in love like I'm supposed to, fear can't even hang with love. Fear cast out, it can't hang. Fear can't be in the same place with love. See, we think the opposite of love is hate, don't we? No, it's fear. The fear is why we hate. Because we don't think we're going to get it, so we're going to hate who has it. We think it's just God just got one blessing. God's got a blessing. <laughs> With just your name on it. <laughs> That's how we think. God's got blessed just your name. Our pastor Mel got the blessing. So we need to hate on her. Maybe she'll lose and not get it too. But didn't y'all say God got a blessing with your name on it? So it's customized for us, right? Right? We wouldn't hate if we know God loves us, right? And so, so, so it's so interesting because I was thinking through how God be talking about love and power. We read it through uh, in Ephesians 3.19, but 2 Timothy 1.7, it says God hasn't given you a spirit, a spirit of fear. Look, but what? Of power love and a sound mind, clear thinking mind. It's not clouded with all the junk that fear is trying to put in there, right? So, so what? he mentioned love and power together because he knows love is supernatural, right? Think about it. Even loving yourself, like God would want you to love you, not selfish, but when you miss it and having the ability to not replace God's love to forgive you with condemning yourself. But staying attached to God 
and forgiving yourself also. That would be some supernatural stuff, right? Can I get an amen? (laughs) Ah, Okay, so Colossians 3. Let's go to Colossians 3. I know y'all relate. Even though DJ was about to hit the involuntary behavior, that's going over well. Sometimes it's stuff just be coming out. I mean, like, I told you not to say that no more, but my body sometimes operates on its own. So let's, Colossians 3, I think this is, this would be real good for us here. And for the sake of time, I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. Because see, this love glues everything together. That's how supernatural and powerful it is, right? And so look, so the Amplified says this, clothe, clothe yourselves, therefore, as God's own chosen one his own hand-picked representatives who are purified and holy and well-beloved by God himself. By putting on behavior marked by tender, tender-hearted pity and mercy. So, so saying God loves us, right? Well-beloved by God. And so how we represent him, we take all this love that's poured into us and we pour it out through um, tender-heartedness, tender-hearted pity and mercy, kind feeling, Lowly opinion of yourselves. So it's not saying lowly like you're a nobody. It's saying humility. Scripture talks about lowliness of the mind. That's humility, right? So it's operating humility, right? It says, it says gentle ways and patient, which is tireless and long-suffering and has the power to endure whatever comes with good temper, Right? Y'all get the good temper part? All right. Okay. Next verse, verse 13. It says, be gentle and forbearing with one another. And if one has a difference or grievance or complaint against another, readily pardon each other. Even as the Lord has freely forgiven you, so must you also forgive. Now, that's supernatural love, right? Because it's hard to forgive things. Like we spend our whole life paying people back. Right? right? But vengeance is... Right. So verse 14 says, and above all these. So now he already just shared some things that's probably a stretch, right? He says, above all these. He says, put on love and enfold yourself with the bond of perfectness. So if I put on love, it, 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 it glues, it completes, Right? Right? It says, look, look. It says, with the bond of perfectness, which binds everything together completely in ideal harmony. So it's where we harmonize in love, where we divide, where there's confusion, where there's strife. Love ain't there. Right? So love keeps us in maturity and completeness or wholeness. It's supernatural. It's what really holds us all together. See, we can grow and flow. This is the reality is this. We teach kids this all the time. You know, so you got three grandchildren there. Some of y'all got two children. You know, uh, I have three grandchildren. And all their birthdays aren't the same month. And so when they were younger, one of them was sad because it was somebody, we were celebrating somebody else's birthday. Now, some people's thought is, okay, let me do something for them too. Well, no, 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 that's not what I did. I said, no, you have to celebrate their birthday. It's their birthday. When your birthday comes, we're going to celebrate yours, right? And so, 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 so what is the grandchild being taught there? To love, right? Because you celebrate to elevate. You know that, right? So, so, so this is the thing. In our life, it'd be nice if all our purpose had the same timing. It, I mean, that'd be... You know, everybody be cool, like, so we all blow up at the same time, right? But it doesn't work that way, right? Everybody's blessings, everybody's purpose, everybody's favor, everybody's connection, everybody's breakthrough, it's not at the same time. But we're all together, right? So I have to celebrate you and your time. But I can't change how I flow, so something's happening to you, so I'm going to just change everything I'm doing, just so I feel better, so I can have that too. So I can have one also. Was I thinking about one before you got one? No. I'm getting it because you got it. Right? No, 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 no. Love is 
I'm excited for you. I'm, matter of fact, I'm going to rest. In this season, what my purpose is, is to push, celebrate, support, and be excited for you. Because guess what? The same measure I meet is going to be measured back to me. And so when it's my turn, people just celebrate me and what I'm doing. Why can't we roll like that? Somebody gets a promotion. Well, what is your qualifications for? What do you care? It doesn't make a difference what their qualifications is. It has nothing to do with you. Make sure you're qualified for what God has purposed you to do. But you, you're using all your energy to grow and to qualify yourself, spending your time trying to investigate if this person is qualified for doing something that you wish you were doing. Is that love? No, from the sister over here. From the Raleigh-Durham area. All right, so, <laughs> all right, so 1 Corinthians 13. Go to 1 Corinthians 13. See, it's supernatural, but it's, 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 a, it's a major benefit to us. What causes most of the arguments in our relationship? We start thinking about ourselves, right? You got insecurity kick in quick. You'd be like, well, 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 you, you, you didn't think about me. Well, are you? Or, or what about this? You ain't called me. I know. Uh, I can't say this now because we got smartphones and stuff. But back in the day, I used to say, yeah, because my line was busy because you was calling me. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You was, yeah. See, see, for me, all of my family, all my family, my cousins right there, everybody tell you, it's, it ain't, you don't have to go through no hurdles to be in a relationship with me. Because if I want to talk to you, I'll call you. If you don't call me for a year and I haven't heard from you, guess what? I just call you. I don't go, oh, besides my cousin right there, we pick with each other, but she knows. She don't have to, like, I'm not holding her to no particular standards, getting offended and stuff like that, because that ain't love. Right? That ain't love. You want to talk to my caller. Right. right? Instead of getting offended, uh, uh, you know, don't ask me about the person. Call a person. That would be love. You understand what I'm saying? Just, just reach out. You know, don't just look for a chink in a person's armor. Look to smooth out the chink. That would be love, right? Like, man, this person, man, they always got an attitude. Okay, thank you for stating the obvious. What about operating in love and helping them with the attitude? Making them aware. They might not be aware. Hey, do you know, like, when you're in the, in the room, do you notice it get quiet and people start to leave? Would you mind if I tell you why? No, 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 not to, not to, you know, not to get on you, but can, can I just tell you why? Do you know how, how many times you say I in a conversation? You know it's a team, it's we, but you keep saying my team and I, I. Can, can I just make you aware, like, like it's irritating folks? See, that's me. That's, that's trying to help. Can I make you aware you're rubbing people the wrong way? Not, not because you're evil, but maybe you don't realize it. As opposed to, man, did you hear what such such did over there? Or, look, 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 there you go again. There you go again. It's not love, right? And so it, it, it can cause what? Discord, right? All right, so 1 Corinthians 13, 13, it says, Now abideth, what? Faith, hope, and charity, King James Version says, but that's the word charity means love, right? It says these three, but the greatest of these is what? Love. So, so now, so faith, hope, and love abide, right? And so, so, so let's look at this. I want to... I'm going to give you the Amplified version, but, you know, I know there's a newer Amplified, but this is probably an older one. But I, I know that ain't my phone. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> Tell Jesus I will share what he told me to just share right now. <laughs> All right, so, so when it says, now by the faith, hope, and charity, it says, but the greatest of these is love. So the, the greatest of these unstoppable forces 
that leads us into God's perfect will is love. It's, 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 a, it's a supernatural power, but it's the greatest power. To Remember, we've, we've been talking about how to get the purpose of the gifts is forced to, to reveal the perfect will of God. And so this helps us, this love guides us in the perfect will of God like nothing else. And so I'm going to read uh, the 1965 version of the Amplified. It says, and so faith, hope, love abide or remains, right? It says, uh, so, so, so now when it talks about faith, faith is abiding, um, uh, abiding in the trust of God's promises, right? It's conviction and belief, respecting man's relationship to God, divine relationship to God and divine things. And then it says hope. Hope, hope is joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation, right? So, so faith is, it's, is I, I'm respecting the divine things of God, not trusting God's promises. But hope is I'm in, I'm in expectation of eternal salvation. But then it goes to love. It says love is un, unselfish. You're being unselfish, well, unselfish love for others. It's true affection for God and man, growing out of God's love for and in us. It says, you have these three, but the greatest of these is love. So the greatest of these is true affection for God and man. The greatest of these is true, true affection. It's genuine affection for God and man. Look, look, uh, you, you got all these commandments, but, but they, uh, Jesus said, hey, you, you can break all the commandments down in just two. Love God and love others like yourself. Go, go read through all the rest of the commandments. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not bear false witness, all that stuff. The first part of the, the commandments is about God. The second part is about man, loving man. So even when he... When he said, oh, man, listen, y'all done lost y'all mind out here. Y'all all over doing everything. Let me establish some boundaries because y'all leaving my presence without realizing it. So I'm going to give you these laws to keep you within my presence. But the laws were about, listen, you, if you disconnect yourself from me, you're in trouble. And if you're not fulfilling my design for your life, loving others, you're in trouble. Let me take care of you. You stay connected to me and love other people. But we use every, sometimes everything in us for ourselves. We're all about self, 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 self. See, so the interesting thing is it says the greatest of these. So love is described as great love. Love is described as great love. So great love is, is the supernatural ability to give beyond ourselves. Great love is the supernatural ability to give beyond ourselves. Sometimes we operate in a default of take, 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 not give, give, give. What is, the, what is your greatest frustration in any relationship, even with your children or anybody else, when people aren't thinking about you, right? Like, were you thinking about me when you did that? You know, that's, that's, that's when you get a snapback. Like, well, that was thoughtless. You wasn't thinking about me, right? But if your mind, the scripture says even God, he was like, he'll keep them in perfect peace. What? And whose mind has stayed on him. I can see God saying, why would you do that without me? I'm, I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> like, why would you make that move? You're making a move that's accentuating, enhancing, supporting, and endorsing the adversary. I, I, I gave my son. My son gave his life for you. Satan ain't do nothing for you. So how could you make that decision not being mindful of me? I love God. Well, see, but the, the, the interesting thing about love, love has a corresponding action attached to it. It's not just conversation. God said it. They honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Think about what the scripture is saying. They honor me with their lips. That means they're saying some things that on the face value, it comes across like, man, God, talk, talk, that's all that person talk about. But he's saying the lip honor don't impress me. It's the heart actions. He said that's what, because the heart actions are showing that, that this is, it costs more. It costs a lot less to talk than to act. 
right? So, so that's what God is saying. God is saying, in, in your unseen life, man looks on the outward appearance, God looks on the heart. He says, do you love me? Remember, remember he's breaking down to Peter? He says, love me. He said, he said, he said, he said love me. He said, he said, man, I love you. He said, feed my sheep. Look, look. He even, when he was, Jesus was talking to him, he was telling him what we're talking about right now. He said, love the sheep. If, if you love me, love my lost. Love my blind. Love my weak. Love my, my, the, people that, the people that need. If you really love me. He was, he was talking to him about an action. Represent me in every situation. Right? I'm just saying it's something we think about because this supernatural love surpasses every form of power. It reconciles. It doesn't alienate. It mends. It heals. It frees. It delivers. It gives all. And of course, it never fails. Never quits in doing what's best for others. Never quits. Do you know there's people in your life that have done so much on the surface, they deserve to be punished? Deserve to be cut off on the surface. But supernatural love now kicks in and can love that person. Beyond what they deserve, beyond what they've done, supernatural love can love that person. Think about it. When we don't operate in supernatural love, when somebody has done us wrong and they wrong, it's amazing how it eats us up more than them. Because they so selfish, they ain't thinking about us. They ain't even thinking about the fact that we mad at them. Because they so clouded, they ain't thinking about you. That's why they say unforgiveness is drinking poison expecting the other person to die. Right? You, you, the unforgiveness doesn't, doesn't ease you and doesn't punish them. It destroys you. Right? Right? So, so, so John, John 3.16, it says, For God so loved... He could have just said love, because he so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So his response to our disobedience and betrayal was love. That's some supernatural stuff right there, right? Uh, John 15, 13, greater love, this great love, greater love has no man than this, that, that a man lay down his life for his friend. His life, his like, his preference. When you tell somebody the truth in love, it ain't about you being liked. It's about what's best for their life. You're loving them. I'm giving you what you need, not at the expense of being liked and being talked about. Right? So laying down your life, what's important to you is not more important than getting them what they need for their lives. 1 John 3, 16. He laid down his life. We ought to lay down our lives for our brother. He laid down his life to show us how to do it. And see, see remember, remember when uh, the, 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 the unjust steward, uh, he owed his master, and he owed his master. His master says, you know what? I know you owe me. You owe me big time. He says, you know what? I'm a part. Y'all release you. So, he, so, so, so in his presence... In his mouth, oh my, thank you, oh, thank you, because he's about to die. Goes out, and there's some folks owe him money. Guy didn't pay him. He's like, oh, no, we're destroying this fool. Well, the master hears about it. Oh, wait a minute. I released you. You would think there's a level of appreciation you would have to release somebody that owes you. And y'all, do, y'all know I'm not, I'm not talking about money, right? He forgave us, you would think. Well, the scripture says that when you stand praying, forgive so your Father in heaven will forgive you. Right? He says, he says you want the prayer to get through? Operate love. <laughs> Supernatural love. Because it didn't say forgive the people that deserve it. Most people that we forgive don't deserve it. Can I get an Amen. <laughs> Look, 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 John 3, 13, 24. I know I'm going fast with the Scripture, just trying to give you the, 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 as much of the information as possible, and it's on video. 
All right, so John 13, 24. It says, a new commandment I give you. Just as, just as I have loved you, love one another. I might be paraphrasing it a little bit, but John 13, 24. Right? Just as I have loved you, love one another. Right? Galatians 5, 14. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So, we, we know that there's a scripture. I gave you the wrong scripture or something? All right, I'll find the right one later. Actually, I gave you the right scripture, the wrong address, okay? <laughs> huh? 34? 1334? Oh, not 1324, 1334. My apologies. I saw all the looks, you know, like, come on, Pastor. Well, good, y'all can forgive me. <laughs> Y'all can use some love on that one, right? Sorry about that. But uh, so Galatians 5 says, for the whole law is fulfilled, 514, the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So it's so interesting when it was asking about the commandments, he broke it down to two. Love God and love your brother as yourself. But here in Galatians it says, man, you can fulfill everything in just what? Loving your neighbor as yourself. So, 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 so what I realize here is, and uh, I think we're going to move towards the close here, supernatural love is fueled by compassion. Supernatural love is fueled by compassion. And it's so interesting how it's so much referenced in the Bible. Let's look here in Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, verse 40. Something happens when you're operating in this supernatural love. We can almost say supernatural love is compassion. All right, so verse 40, it says, And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus moved with what? Compassion. Put forth his hand and touched him and said unto him, I will be thou clean. Right? I will and be thou clean. And it says, and as soon as he had spoken immediately, the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. So something supernatural happened, and it was triggered by what? Compassion, right? Love. All right, so let's go to Mark 5. So Mark 5. I'm going to give you the verses, but for the sake of time, I'm going just, to just tell you the story. So 21 through 43. And so this is a story where Jairus needed his daughter healed, right? So Jairus needs his daughter healed. So Jesus is like, cool, no problem. Go heal your daughter. Well, on the way, people is pulling on him, thronging on him, like grabbing on him. And so the woman with the issue, she comes and she touches his hem because he says, if I can touch him, I'll be made whole, Right? So, so, uh, and so she gets whole, but this is the interesting thing. Jesus is going through. He said, who touched me? The disciples like, everybody touching you. What do you mean who touched you? Uh, those four or 5,000 folk. Jesus said, no, 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 no. Somebody touched me. See, somebody touched me supernaturally. Somebody touched me with faith. Somebody pulled, somebody places demand on power from me that I had to pull from God. See, because what happens is he had to be, he got filled up with virtue, power, supernatural love. And she extracted it. He said, hey, daughter, your faith has made you whole. But you got to connect all of the dots. He was going, he was on his way to operate love to heal Jairus' daughter. Do you think Jesus showed up on the scene just for Jairus' daughter? But, but out of compassion, hey, man, no problem, I'll go on the way this young lady gets healed, the virtue goes through him. So he's filled with what? Supernatural love power. While he was doing it, Jerry's daughter dies. They come back and tell him, hey, 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 no, no, you good, bro. You ain't got to come. Daughter dead. Probably somebody had a little sarcastic edge. Well, dude, if you didn't stop, you know, uh, the daughter would be alive. 
But go on about yourself. We good. We all right. You know, we do. You know, we all right. No, we don't need no help. You should have came when I asked you to come. Right? But Jesus responds like, oh, no, nah, no. Nah. She all right. She just sleep. <laughs> and so, you know, again, it didn't, it didn't make natural sense to them. Right? This just didn't make any sense. And then he shows up. That same virtue that he was packing that that young lady pulled on was the power he used to raise that daughter from the dead. See, supernatural love is packing some power. It's a level of compassion, right? Let's go, to, uh, go over here to chapter 6, since we're in Mark. And we'll do... Uh, Verse 32, it says, and they departed into a, uh, a desert place by ship privately. And the people saw them departing, and many knew him and ran afoot thither out of the cities and, and outwent them and came together unto him. Because they're they, they trying to bum rush Jesus because, you know, you, you're, you're sending some folk um, on the water by ship. And Jesus, now Jesus was really trying to set himself apart to prepare for the next level of what he was going to do. For just the sake of time, he, was, he, was, he showed up to destroy the works of the devil. He was on his way to the region of the greatest demonic, uh, where the uh, greatest demonic influence was. That's where he met the person that was filled with 2,000 demons. And so when they see him, now imagine, I struggle with this because I like to set time out from God. But then there's a people situation come up, so you got to be mindful of people. And so Jesus, when he came out, saw much people, look, and was moved with what? Compassion toward them because they were as sheep not having a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. Another version says they were sheep without a shepherd, and then he broke it down. He says the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. There's a whole lot of people needing love, but there's few people operating it. Right? Right, so, so is the lost sheep. And then you'll see later on here he fed the five, you know, um, he fed uh, the 5,000 out of love. But the, the first time he, out of love, he fed 5,000, they said between 15 to 20,000 counting women and children. But that was the, that was Jews. Uh, the next time he showed compassion, he fed 4,000, right? And they said that's between 15, 18,000 women and children, that was Gentiles, right? You know, so, so everything was like, like removing with compassion because at one time he said, man, they, they've, been, they, they've been rolling with me. I'm sure I got it here somewhere. He says, they've been, they, they've been hanging out with me three days. They had nothing to eat. So out of compassion produced a miracle. Yeah, at one time it was, uh, five loaves was turning, you know, was fed all the people, right? <laughs> right? And then they had 12 baskets left. Then one time it was seven loaves and they had seven baskets left. He says, like, these are miracles. What we got? Oh, this guy got a, some fish and some loaves. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> See, because he, when you operate supernatural love, it makes much powerful available. Scripture says this, the fervent effectual prayers of the righteous makes much power available. Right? Because it's love. If I'm fervently, uh, uh, effectually praying on behalf of somebody else, that's love. If I'm consistently praying for someone that, that's being a knucklehead, that's love. Right? That song is in my head. That's love. <laughs> All right, right? And so, so even when he walked on water, uh, which is, uh, I'll give you the scripture, uh, verses 45 through 52, Jesus has set himself apart to pray. The scripture says, well, I'll, I'll, I'll read it, but I'll tell you where he, he actually saw them toiling on the water. How are you going to see him toiling on the water and you ain't on the water? See, he's in the presence of God. He gets a visual of them toiling on the water and out of compassion, he stopped what he was doing and he, out of love, the love had him walking on water. He wasn't walking on water just to, just to show he could walk on water. That was his, the quickest way to get to them, to assist them, because they was in fear and was worried about the storms. 
See, that supernatural love produces power. See, it was on behalf of someone else. It wasn't about him. That's why he has all power, because he gave his life, what? For us. Scripture says he has all power, because he operated in all love. Like, like, he didn't give some of himself, he gave all of himself. Scripture says he was obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, in Philippians 2. Right? That, that's how, much, how many times have we been all in for God? We just start with God. How about for others? All in. You know, that, that's when we do uh, marriage counseling, that's our thing. We're trying to get both people to be all in. And the man first. I, I put this at the man first. Right? And later on, I'll give you chapter and verse. But, but because, of, okay, a man is a covering, okay? A woman is not a covering. The man is the house band. The woman is not the house band. He's not the covering. The man is the covering. Right? So he has to be all in first. He, he, she's in need of covering and protection. God covers and protects the man, right? So, oh, that's, yeah, there's still an audible in there. But, but that's what I'm saying. So we try to get everybody to be all in. Give of yourself. But if you in reserve, there is no healthy relationship with somebody holding back something. No matter what, there's no, there's no such thing. You'll never find it, right? Both people have to be all in. We're not the best of friends. We, we, work, we do everything together. We work together. Ain't nobody else coming. This is me and her. So we better be good friends. Now, it can't be, oh, God, like, don't you got something to do today? It, it can't be like that. It, it can't be if she called my name, oh, what do you want now? It can't be like that. It kind of be like, whoa, 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 what's happening? See, see, you, you, it has to get to that place. Not I'm, we're tolerating each other. We're all in with each other. Because eventually, the toleration has a limit. And normally, that's when people be exploding on each other. I ain't saying no names, but y'all, y- y- y'all understand, right? Where's my amen for that one? Amen. Okay. <laughs> he touched me, huh? <laughs> All right, so, 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 look, even when he, when he, when he fed the 4,000 Gentiles, he says, I have compassion on the multitude. That's Mark chapter 8, you know, right? And so, so even after John's death, Matthew 14, 13 and 14, after hearing of John's death, it said he went out and healed everybody. So his next move, because when he heard of John's death, he was about to go away and, and pray. But he saw the multitude, he had compassion, and he healed everybody, right? His, somebody very close to him, John prepared the way. But his next move was to love other people. Not to be, uh, I can't believe this happened to me. No, 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 no. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take this void and convert it into love. Right? That was the next move. So, so. I mean, I can go all day with this. I, I got tons of, uh, of scripture. This is the thing. Love believes beyond the cost. Love believes beyond the cost. And if we're, you know, we've been talking about really resetting ourselves in the next six months and, and you know, uh, coming to service, read more, coming to, to, to Wednesday, coming, doing your discipleship classes. And I think those are admirable things. But when it gets to a place where we're doing them as a lifestyle, not as a favor to God, we're operating in love. See, it really should be the least we could do. But sometimes it's like, yeah, Lord, I, look, I hooked you up. Look, I came to discipleship class. Okay, so let's say, you know how back in the day, you're talking to somebody, you say, yeah, well, you know, uh, I, I bought you some Adidas. And the person comes back with, yeah, but remember I bought you that suit. So we come to God, we're like, I went to discipleship class. I gave my life for you. I came on Wednesday. I gave my life for you. I tithe. This, this, I've been tithing for two months. I gave my life for you. 
I actually have been taking the time out to call people. I give my life for you. Do we keep needing to have this conversation? I can see God saying, are we going to keep going with this? When you give your life, talk to me, but it still doesn't compare that I gave my life for everybody. So, so, so when, we, when we start thinking about, like sometimes I think people try to convert God's request into pastor's request or minister's request, right? And so because then they can kind of, there you go, you're trying to get me to do such and such. But if we look at it for what it really is, it's God's request. And he deserves it. He, he, He's, he's, he's given, he's positioned us for anything we can do in life, right? So we're going to really, really move towards everything, everything connects. You can connect every message, right? We said we're going to move to really do some things in six months. Let's, let's try to operate in supernatural love. And it's going to cost with giving of ourselves, but it ain't as, as excruciating as, as the cross. Now, the Bible does say what, Z? That we... Do what? Deny yourself? Follow me. Say, repeat that? Any man wants to follow me, deny yourself. So if you want to follow him, you have to deny yourself. That would be love. Daily. Daily. Right. Take up your cross and follow him. See, 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 it, it, it's his cross, his crucifying himself on our behalf, right? Our cross cruci- crucifying ourselves on the behalf of, of, of God's people and the people that we love. Denying ourselves. See, that's, the more we deny ourselves daily, right, the more we deny ourselves, the more God comes alive. But sometimes we got, when we talk about snap back, we snap back into self so quick. Like, like, like we, we push back this the way I roll. Actually, it's nothing, it's nothing wrong with the way you roll if you're not trying to fulfill the will of God. But the Bible says you're not, your life is not your own. You've been bought with, price, with a price. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit in 1 Corinthians 6, right? And so, so what it's saying is give your, you know, present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto him, which is your reasonable service, the least you can do. What it's saying, give yourself to the love life, the supernatural love life now. If you, if, if, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's that song where you were singing? If you're looking for me, I'm under the blood. We can say, if you're looking for me, I'm under the love, <laughs> right? If you're looking for me, I'm under the love, right? If you can't find me, I'm under the love. If you don't recognize me because I'm not the person I used to be, it's because I'm under the love. But if you can see me, I'm not under the love. I'm not cloaked in love, right? See, all the snapback, all the doing things to orchestrate and to pay back people because you don't think they've been there for you or to do things for attention because, okay, all right, it's like that. You ain't going to give me no attention. I'm going to do the craziest, most foolish thing. I'm going to put on uh, black fingernail polish. I'm going to have on uh, multi-rainbow eyebrows. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually change my earlobes and put one over here and put another one over here just so I get attention, but that's about who. Me. That's not love. <laughs> That's not love. That's all about me. Look at me. You see me? Well, if you don't see me, I'm going to make you see me. But if I'm cloaked in love, I'm not trying to be seen. I've decreased so he can increase. See, it's a whole other way of operating, but it's supernatural because our minds don't comprehend this. Our mind says, I got to get out of here, hurry up with this sermon, because I got some pleasure to get to. This is a visit. I live in pleasure. (laughs) Just come on. Let's get going. How much time you really got? I need to know so I can get back to pleasure, not get into purpose, not get into what God has planned, not get inside of love. That, you fellowship because of love, right? Well, take up your cross. What's the disciples' cross? Rooted and grounded in the word because I love God and I love his word, right? His word, if I hit my heart, not, I might not sin against thee, right? 
right? Right. Prayer of faith. I'm interceding, staying connected with God because I love God and I love being in His presence. In His presence, fullness of joy, right hand, pleasures forevermore. Right? Fellowship. I love God's people. And I know in fellowship, there's exchange. When we walk by the way, when we sit it down, we, we, we learn more, right? right? And then witnessing. I want other people to go into get into the kingdom too. I want other people to have eternal life. It's all about love. That's the cross I'm taking up. That's the disciples cross all day. See, the left and the right side is witnessing and fellowship. That's our relationship with man. The vertical part, that word and that prayer is our relationship with God. That's those two commandments. Love God, right? And then love others more than you. That's love. I, I just keep coming out. That's love. All right, so anyway, that's, that's enough. We stand on our feet.